0: everybody. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford. Right over there is Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field West. It's the end of the week. Joe Philbin's debut as interim head coach of the Green Bay Packers will be Sunday at noon central kickoff at Lambeau Field. Packers versus Falcons. And with this being our final show leading up to this contest, it is keys to victory time. So where do you want to start?
1: I, you know, it's funny, Mike. There's so many places you could start, and you and I have pontificated so many times on these episodes <laughs> of Unscripted on what the Packers need to accomplish, what they need to do. But to me, I actually think it's more mental at this point. It's being able to kind of overcome the circumstances of the week, rally together, and you know pursue a common goal in terms of trying to pick up a much-needed victory here. Uh, against, uh, I still maintain, a pretty good Atlanta Falcons team. I've said it all week long, Mike. When you look at the parallels between the season the Packers have had and the season the Falcons have had, there's a lot there in terms of the injuries, in terms of the adversity, close losses, um, not being able to play a full four quarters. And both teams have found themselves in the situation they're in at this point of the season. So for my money, the biggest thing I think the Packers need to do into this type of game is I think – on paper, there is a, a big advantage for them with the ground game. Aaron Jones, what he's been doing, uh, if you feed him the football and you can defend against Tevin Coleman in the worst-ranked run offense in the league, I think that's a big thing for the Packers to accomplish, this, accomplish in this game. Control the pace. Control the down and distance. Get a victory. Last week, I said it on our Final Thoughts video. Uh, spoiler alert. The <laughs> – That game against Arizona, Mike, they did a really good job of bottling up David Johnson. They did. He averaged 3.2 yards per carry. But that third quarter, whether it was the end around, whether it was Josh Rosen's scramble, or whether or not it was also Edmonds getting a couple big runs.
0: Chase Edmonds kind of snuck in there and Uh, and made some things happen.
1: 101 rushing yards in that quarter alone, and that kind of allowed the Cardinals to get some momentum in their sales. Packers got to win the ground game in this game.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Chase Edmonds and the Arizona Cardinals, so I'll throw this back at you. Is there some, you know, with Devontae Freeman on injured reserve, Tevin Coleman is the number one running back right now for the Falcons. Is there some other guy that we're not paying attention to who could have an impact on Sunday like last week?
1: I mean, Ido Smith is the, I believe the undrafted rookie that's behind okay. Coleman. He is, I mean, he made the roster and he's... You know, he did some really good things in the preseason. He's only averaging three point two yards per carry, though. So, okay. but to to your point, I'm glad you brought that up because last week you and I did not say <laughs> Chase Edmonds' name once. No. and he no. ended up being kind of the game breaker. Yeah, he was. Them.
0: He was the difference in the game, really, as far as if you point to one individual player.
1: But if you talk to you know Tan Quinn uh, and and certainly you know Steve Sarkeesian, their their offensive coordinator, Tevin Coleman is the back. He's the guy in that they want to get the ball to more. They haven't been able to do it. And I think it's not. they don't need to live with the run. I I view this offense that the Falcons have right now in a very similar light to some of the better ones they had before Freeman where, okay, you don't just have a guy that's going to just burn you for yards. You're going to count on your perimeter weapons. But that being said, they need to be able to lessen the load a little bit on Matt Ryan because a lot has been on his shoulders this season.
0: Yeah, I'm with you as far as the Packers defensive keys go in this game and and I'll just expound on it a little bit in that when I look at this Falcons offense as we've talked about all week long you've got Julio Jones you've got Mohammed Sanu you've got the rookie Calvin Ridley who's leading them in touchdown receptions Tevin Coleman still can be a productive guy Matt Ryan was an MVP just two seasons ago I think the Packers what you really have to be on guard here if you're the Packers is the big play defensively and when you look at the Arizona game last week Cardinals had five explosive plays of I believe it was 23 yards or more all of them in the second half. First right. half the Packers defense was fine. And I believe four of the five in the second half were in the third quarter third like quarter. you said that's when the game got away from from the Packers defensively suddenly the chunk plays started happening. You could feel the momentum shift and then kind of with all that pressure that was on the Packers with everything on the line and and uh, ultimately Green Bay wasn't able to come through at the end. So I think limiting the explosive plays is really going to be a key in this game. I still can't figure out how an offense with all of these weapons has gone four consecutive games and not even reached 20 points on the scoreboard. I know I watched a chunk of uh, a good portion of that Thanksgiving night game when the Falcons were down in New Orleans. And they move the ball up and down the field like crazy. They just, every time they were, it seemed like every time they got in the red zone, they had a turnover. Somebody coughed it up or Matt Ryan threw a pick or something crazy would happen that, you know, they drive the ball 60, 65 yards and then come away with nothing, not even a field goal because of the turnover. So that's been part of it in this four game stretch for them. But still four straight games with this offense, not scoring 20 points. I'm just going to be honest with you. And this is, this is not a knock against the Packers defense, but I'm nervous that this Falcons offense is ready to explode. Well,
1: it's a good point you raise uh, because one of the things I said in this game is I I felt like this is where the Packers offense does need to come to life a little bit. I think the Packers defense can do a really solid job against Atlanta and still give up some points. Now, the one reason why I think the run game is so important in this is if, you know, with the conditions being in the 20s or whatever it's going to be like on Sunday morning, Yeah. If, if you're not able to run the football, it makes it a lot more difficult to get the vertical passing game going, specifically for a dome-oriented team, uh, a team from the south like Atlanta, like the Falcons. So I, I think that's going to have a big bearing. I think it's going to be very important that this game is played at Lambeau Field and not down at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. So... That I think that's going to be critical, but at the same time, as you sort of pointed out, when you look at these weapons right now, Austin Hooper can hurt you in the seam. He can hurt you underneath. Yeah. Kelvin Ridley kind of went through a lull, as I mentioned earlier this week, but it seems like he's kind of gaining his fire back again. I think he's going to be a problem for teams in the NFC for years to come, along with Julio Jones. No question. And Mohamed Sanu is, you know, a very good, solid possession receiver in that mix as well. So. I am sure that they're going to have a game plan for this. I know what they're they're going to be expecting to do. They are the fifth ranked pass offense in the league compared to you know the issues that they have had with the run. So the Falcons they play football one way and that's airing it out. At least that's been their offense this year without Freeman. So it's going to be very important for the Packers if they have Bashad Breland available. Uh, if they can get some of these secondary, you know, you know, you're not going to have Kevin King, but get some of these defensive backs healthy. Uh, they're going to need to be able to play a full four quarters because they will test you. Whether or not they're successful or not is one thing, but the Falcons will test you with Matt Ryan's arm.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned this is a game that the Packers offense definitely needs to get going, and I want to get to that uh, as soon as I take care of some sponsor business. So Packers fans, stop in at your local Quick Trip and pick up your Packers cup today. Get 89-cent refills on your Cafe Karuba coffee all season long, and also the deadline is getting close to enter the Cousins sub's best seats in the house promotion. You and a guest could win a chance to kick back on the 50-yard line in style. Two pairs of lucky Packers fans will be chosen prior to each home game for this VIP experience. Enter daily now through December 16 by completing the entry form and submitting. For complete rules and eligibility, go to packers.com slash seats. Cousin subs, we believe in better. Okay, Wes, with regards to the Packers offense... Again, spoiler alert, I said this on our Final Thoughts video that will be posted on the website, which we taped just before we sat down here. If there's one thing that the Packers, you would like to see them start to straighten out offensively with Joe Philbin now taking over as interim head coach and all the changes that have gone on, it's got to be on third down. You have to start converting third downs on some more consistent level. And I, I went back through the numbers. I'm going to share these with you because it. To, to think that this is what the Packers offense has done through 12 games with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback is almost mind-boggling on third down. Only one game this season have the Packers converted 50 percent or better on third down. One out of 12 games. It was against Buffalo 11 out of 19, which is a lot of third downs in one game, but 11 out of 19 that day against the Buffalo Bills. But not only have the other 12 games, or the other 11 out of the 12, all been below 50%. But only three of them, Wes, have the Packers even been within one third down conversion of getting to 50%. There was a six out of 14, a six out of 13, and a four out of 10. Those are the only three where you look at the numbers and go, okay, if they had converted just one more, they would have been at least at 50%. That leaves eight of the 12 games where you're not even within one conversion of hitting the 50% mark. And and the worst has been the last three games, eight out of 35 collectively in the last three games for 23%. It almost defies belief yeah. that that this Packers offense could struggle that much on third down for this long. And if there's one thing that, whether it's this Sunday or through these last four games, the last month of the 2018 season, you want to see the third down offense look like it can it has something it can hang its hat on and something that will create some consistency.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to jump over you there. I'm going to say there's actually something else this team needs to do over the last month of the season over that. I'm going to touch on that in one second. Okay. Leave that as a little bit of a teaser. Okay. But to your original point, it's a great point and it's incredible when you look at the stats with the amount of consistency you don't want to use that word, but just how much of a struggle it's been for the Packers to be able to convert those. And it, and, and it's just
0: been so against what this offense has right. done over such a long period of time. That's why it stands well, out so it, much. And
1: earlier this season it made sense because they were in a lot of third and long situations, And and, it, and Aaron Rodgers talked about it, Mike McCarthy talked about it, when you get in third and nine-plus – it changes the game. It, it, it reduces your window for what you can put up on your call sheet. Yeah, the advantage
0: the, switches to the defense there, no question the about it. The
1: bigger issue, I think, has been more recently when it's been these intermediate mm-hmm. third, and, you know, third and five, third and sixes, and even down to third and three, third and four. As I mentioned on one of the shows earlier this week, and it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek reference I made with Madden where you just have that one play that you call against your buddy, and you know that you're going to be able to move the ball on him. I, I obviously am joking, and you can't be that simple about it, but the Packers in the past have had those plays that they hang their hat on. They've had those plays that you know if you need to get five yards, you're going to be able to do it this way. And they just haven't been able to find that this yeah. season. Yep. But to the other point I want to make, even more than third downs, even more than run defense, even more than anything else, the biggest goal and objective I have for this team in this game is just have some fun. Because <laughs> here's the thing, Mike. Last week, whether it was offense, defense, special teams, everything, The Packers played that game like a team not wanting to lose, knowing that they needed to win it to be able to get on a run here, but not really playing that way. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't quite where it needed to be. Well, let's be honest now. We know what the stats are. We know what the percentages are for the Packers to make the playoffs. I think you win out, there's a 25% chance you make it. Go out there and just have some fun. Play loose. You have a new... Guy in that seat and Joe Philbin. And Joe Philbin talked to the media on Friday morning. And, and he said, yeah, play calls are very important. But it's also about players going out there and believing in what they're doing in playing the game. Yeah, That's what I look for the most in this game. I'm not saying to get away from your fundamentals or not be disciplined. No. All that stuff factors into it. But I just think one of the things during this, this five out of six stretch the Packers have struggled with – they just haven't had fun. Yep. I think that's something I want to see in this ball game. No,
0: I'm with you. I think the emotional aspect of this game is going to be very interesting to watch because I think as you and I were in the press box on Sunday, the Packers had to put together that 95-yard touchdown drive, you know, to tie up the game and and have a chance against the Cardinals and you could just feel it was it, there was so much tension in the building because because of the opponent and because of everything that had been going on. And then when the Cardinals end up retaking the lead, now you've got to drive down again and try to get some more points to try to extend the game. And there was just, there was this incredible tension in the building and, and, and I'm with you. It's 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 time it's time to forget about the playoffs, whatever the percentages are, and if you can run it, and all these other dominoes can fall, and and it, it's time to forget about all that. It's time to get the ball with five minutes to go, and you need some points to win the game, and to just say, all right, this is it, it's like we're we're in the backyard. This is yeah. recess at school. Right. Let's let's go out and have some fun, and do what we do, and not worry. I mean, yes, you want to win the game, but not worry about the consequences and and and, you know I mean somebody makes a big play hey get fired up about it not like oh good it's good thing we move the chains there boy you know we still got I mean I I agree with you I I think there's a I think there's a potential emotional aspect to this final month of the season if you're going to carry anything over into next year it's for all these guys in this locker room however many of them are going to be here or not be here but for all these guys in the locker room to just get back to having fun playing the game again, and and, uh, and I, I hope they find it. Even yeah. if, even if it comes in defeat, whatever it is, hopefully it comes in a victory, but get back to having fun. And, I'm totally with you. And
1: there. it's one of these games, too. There's no reason why this shouldn't be one of the more entertaining games of the Packers' season, just based on the way that Dan Quinn's team is built, what Matt Ryan can do, what Aaron Rodgers does. When those two guys are on paper against each other, this is the, fourth, the third straight time the Packers are playing – the Falcons at Lambeau Field in the month of December in Week 14, I believe is what the stat is. <laughs> think about those. That's passes. right. I forgot about. Yeah. yeah
0: how but weird is the NFL schedule? 2013, 2014, and now, and now. 2018, right? And think yeah.
1: about some of those other games. The shootout in 2013 or in 20 was it? No, 2013 was it, 2014 was the shootout. Yeah. Like 43 2013 was
0: the Matt Flynn. Yes. Was the Matt Flynn game that came right down to the right. end? The Packers won by a point and and stayed in the hunt These before Rodgers came back.
1: Outside of probably that NFC title game in 16, to be fair, have had some really comp. Fun matchups. Oh, yeah. I I want to see that come to life. Atlanta. The
0: regular field. season game in sixteen. I know the Packers lost down in Atlanta, but what was it, thirty three to thirty two yeah. or something like? That? I mean, you're ta- I mean, at that time, Ryan was on his way to the MVP. But right. we're we're still looking at two quarterbacks out there on Sunday who have a combined three MVP awards and uh, and have accomplished a lot in this league. and and yeah, I, I just I hope it's a fun game to watch.
1: And for everything that gets made out of, you know, Mike McCarthy and some of the offensive struggles, that game against the Falcons two years ago, during the regular season, that was, to my money, still one of the best games that he called, one of the best games Aaron Rodgers put together, considering how few weapons were available to them at receiver. Yeah,
0: with what the Packers had to deal with that day roster-wise and looking at who was on the inactive list that day, 90 minutes before kickoff, that was a whale of a football game. Yeah, it was a really fun
1: football game. So that's what I'm hoping for in this. I just think that the way everything is built for the Packers – just play like you have nothing to lose at this point because it it really is. I mean, you're going to be able, once the season's over, the chips will fall where they may, a new coaching staff or however is developed, all those things will be figured out in January and February and March. Right now, though, you have four weeks. And then the other aspect of this, too, as we talked about on yesterday's show, there's a lot of young, hungry guys on this team that are going to want to show, this is what I can do, this is my moment. You know, it doesn't just have to be Tyler Lancaster or, you know, Kendall Donerson. It is still Kenny Clark. Hey, can I finish off a Pro Bowl season? Yeah. You know, Devontae Adams, can I make a run at that record? Can Aaron Jones get 1,000 yards running? You want to win games. You want to make the playoffs. You want to win a Super Bowl. But you also want to challenge yourself as an individual to be better, to get the most out of you. These are four great opportunities for this team to do that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Hey, before we go, let's just take a quick look at what else is going on let's do around it. the NFL. Because there there are some interesting matchups, actually. And I'll just start right with uh, the other games involving the NFC North. Because Sunday night football, hopefully you and I can get our work done and, and get home, put yeah. a fire in the fireplace, and settle in for Bears against the Rams in chicago gonna be a chilly night i would imagine off uh off lake michigan there and uh and off of lakeshore drive on the south side of chicago an la team coming into those kind of conditions mitch trubisky presumably going to be back after missing a couple games for chicago really interesting matchup on sunday and seeing night seeing vic
1: fangio's defense match up with that offense it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun to watch yeah. uh, just with the weapons that they have the way they can pressure the quarterback to get after Jared Goff, I think is going to be really exciting, and then even the Monday night game too. That was the
0: other one I was going to mention. Monday night football,
1: Minnesota and Seattle. I mean, Mike, it, I don't want to you know belabor what happened last week and how tough that was for the Packers, but one of the reasons why that game was so important was because the NFC North has some tough games coming up yet.
0: Everything went pretty much the way you would want yeah. it to go if you're the Packers, and and if the Packers were five six and one right now instead of four seven and one a lot of, th- and I'm not just talking about the head coaching situation, yeah. a lot of things would look different because we wouldn't be talking about having so many dominoes that need to fall in order to make the playoffs. Everything would look different. But with where the Packers are right now, the, this this Viking Seahawks game is really intriguing. Yeah,
1: and, and trust me, I get it. The Packers season did not go according to plan. They made a coaching change for the first time in 65 years during a season. But the thing that stands out to me that's the, the, the strangest about this is that You look at what the Vikings are going through right now, and Kirk Cousins, I believe, had mentioned this to the Minnesota meeting media on Friday morning or maybe it was Thursday afternoon about, you know, we haven't put ourselves in the position we wanted to be in, to Uh be a Super Bowl contender, to be uh, one of the NFC's elite. Well, now you're taking on arguably the hottest team in the league right now in Seattle with they what got, they've been able to put together.
0: They got hot in that fourth quarter yeah. against the Packers out there. And, and I mean, prime time CenturyLink Field, yeah. it's the perfect environment for the Seahawks to – Obviously, they beat the Packers, and they're going to get that same thing on Monday night, playing at home against the Vikings. Whoever loses that game is not out of the NFC playoff picture by any means, but it's a really important game for somebody, for one of those two teams, to make a statement right. and to say that we are we are going to be in this thing because, uh, and certainly for the Vikings, um, if they can if they can win on the road at CenturyLink in a primetime game against a hot Seahawks team all of a sudden the narrative on the vikings yeah. you can sense it it's going to it's it's going to flip because, uh, um, because the, you know they beat the Packers, but then they had to play the Patriots last week, a tough loss on the road. Now they're going on the road again to another tough place. Just as the narrative with the Packers would have changed if one of those close, tough road games would have gone the other way, that's what the Vikings are looking for right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they have a big game there to show that what they saw in front of them. And to me, Mike, game we will not probably be able to see, but for my money, might be the most important game of the season. Listen to me with the hyperbole Uh-oh. here. Philadelphia traveling to Dallas. Uh, Washington, they lost Colt McCoy now. It looks like Mark Sanchez is going to be their quarterback. Yeah, they're down to
0: their third stringer.
1: Their season's going in a certain direction. And you have Doug Peterson with those Eagles kind of rising from the dead like the Undertaker here, trying to make a playoff push. And Dallas is another team that's very hot, too, coming off a huge emotional victory. It's going to be a great week of football. Yeah, great it is. Weekend.
0: Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a big-time weekend. So everybody, enjoy it for sure. And with that, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team and of Sunday's game from Lambeau Field on Packers.com. On Twitter, he's at West Hot. I'm at Mike Spofford, at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time.